0: Hello, health builders. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Rasmussen, and welcome to another episode of Habits That Heal, a podcast dedicated to giving you the tools and insights necessary to protect your greatest asset, your health. And today's episode is, stop wasting money on the wrong supplements. In the last 50 years, your parents' approach to health has led to a 1,200% increase in chronic illness. Until the conversation around health changes, you can expect your results to be the same. If you're okay with a life filled with unnecessary suffering, tune out. If you're ready to break the cycle, let's get to work. In this episode, you will discover what supplements are building blocks for healing and a few that you're taking that are likely just a waste of money. Is your cupboard overflowing with supplements? And have you done the research on why you should be taking those supplements? Or worse, Are you taking a cheap multivitamin and thinking you are getting everything you need from your diet? Food used to be the best form of medicine, and now it's become the slowest form of poison. Why it used to be the best form of medicine was because we used to be able to get everything that we needed from our diet. We didn't have to supplement hunter-gatherers, or even 150 years ago, people didn't have to go to the supplement store to buy a cart full of supplements to make up for what they weren't getting from their diet. And that was because we used to eat um, a very diverse, we used to eat real foods, whole foods. And to get more into that, you can go back to the previous episode where I talk about that. But those real whole foods were nutrient-dense and To simplify things, we need nutrients. Nutrients are components in food that our body absorbs, and it uses it as building blocks for cells. And the cells are what makes up you. So the better the foundation the building blocks are, the healthier you're going to be. It's really that simple. And we've gotten away from thinking of food as fuel, as building blocks, and we just kind of cast this wide range of definition of what food is, and it's gotten us into a ton of trouble because right now what we're eating It doesn't have those building blocks. And part of it has to do with the food choices that we're making. And an even bigger part of it has to do with how we do conventional farming. Because how we do conventional farming now has stripped the soil of nutrients that we used to get. And it's actually replaced it with a bunch of toxic stuff that we'll be talking about in podcasts down the road. But right now, thanks to how we do farming, even the uh, vegetables and fruits that you're eating, the real foods that you're eating, aren't the same as they were 50, 60, 100 years ago. They're different. They're not nutrient-dense. Also, we can't forget about how your body is able to absorb these nutrients, which has also changed a lot in the last 60 years. Right now, we have things like gluten intolerance. We have allergies. We have IBS things that didn't really exist even 60 years ago. So your body, thanks to what it's been exposed to in the environment and also thanks to its neurological state, is unable to absorb nutrients because primarily your gut is blown wide open and it's very inflamed. So two things are happening. Recap. Recap. (laughs) Two things are happening. Number one, you are not getting nutrients from your food no matter how hard you try. So unless you've made friends with a farmer who knows how to take care of soil and has great diversity as far as soil goes and has done a lot of effort in building healthy crops – And I'm going to post a link onto here. There is an incredible short documentary. It's 20 minutes. It's called Farmer's Footprint. It digs into this issue just a little bit, but very, very interesting. There are a group of farmers that are out there who are trying to reclaim soil health so they can start um, growing food that is medicine and not so nutrient lacking. Okay, so what's the result of us having inflamed guts that can't absorb nutrients plus our food not even having the nutrients in it, well, I think it's pretty obvious. Those building blocks aren't there. The cells aren't going to develop and grow in a healthy fashion and form, and you're going to be more prone to building unhealthy cells. And if you build unhealthy cells which make up organs, you're going to have unhealthy organs. And if you have unhealthy organs for long enough, you're going to get a diagnosis from your medical doctor, and you're going to have some kind of disease. So for sure, this is part of the epidemic of chronic illness that has really exploded in the last 50 years. And when I talk about things like chronic illness, a lot of people are just like, oh, that'll never happen to me. Or they think it's so far off in the future that uh, they don't have to worry about it. But you don't have to look far anymore. A lot of us can just look within our own families and start going, oh, yep, he's got diabetes. They're on a bunch of different medications for this. There's heart disease there. There's depression there. There's anxiety there. These conditions are affecting you and they are impacting you. And if it's not you yet, You have some case studies very, very close to you that if you want motivation, just start digging into that, start focusing on where in their life it's causing pain and suffering and what they're not able to do because of those conditions, because those conditions rob life. That's what disease is. It's a disconnection from life. You might not even notice it's happening to you yet unless you start really focusing in on how you feel after you eat certain things. The best is when people tell me that they do the Whole30, which is basically an elimination of most of what they were eating before, and they replace it with whole foods. And back to the nutrient density part of it, they may be nutrient dense, or they just may have more nutrients in it than the food they were eating before. But they start to have more energy, energy, they're sleeping better, their immune system's working better, their focus is better, their productivity is better, until they introduce The old foods that they were eating again because that's the idea a lot of them after 30 days will start to slowly introduce other foods and the idea behind that is it helps you understand what foods you were eating that were really causing issues before but as soon as somebody has gluten or if they are eating more standard american diet foods and they're reintroducing these things they feel like crap they start getting bloating uh, digestive issues reflux constipation diarrhea fatigue fuzzy brain i mean it affects everything but what a lot of people will do is they'll just power through it until they're just functioning at this malaise level of life and they're used to it again so it's not that those symptoms completely went away it's just like you know what i'm going to eat this way i'm just going to deal with it not understanding the trickle-down effect of those choices and when i say trickle-down effect i mean it's not just affecting you Again, our children learn most of our behaviors from us. So you're teaching your kids to eat that way and it's impacting your relationships. It's impacting your work. I, I know I keep harping on this on all of these episodes, but it's not just affecting you. When you make a crappy choice, it affects everyone around you. You do not live in a vacuum. So, okay, you get the idea. You say, you know what, I'm going to start taking supplements and try and figure out what to take so I can get these nutrients, these building blocks. The last thing you want to do is walk into a GNC or vitamin shop and say, hey, what supplements should I take? Don't ask a barber if you need a haircut. They're going to tell you about 50 different supplements. And also, don't just do what your parents did. What your parents did as far as vitamins, taking their Centrum and probably now Centrum Silver and that's it, is a problem. Their parents didn't have to take supplements because they were eating nutrient-dense food. Your parents thought they could take Centrum Silver, and that was it, and they'd get everything they need from it. And what a lot of research is telling us now is the vitamins that you're buying at the store, just the -the run-of-the-mill, cheap, superstore vitamins or supplements, since there's no oversight by the FDA, you're not necessarily getting what you paid for Meaning the purity might not be there, so it might not. If it's a vitamin D supplement, it might not be all vitamin D what, what you're taking in, or the absorbability or the potency. So those are other factors that don't get brought up when people buy these supplements. They just say, "Well, I tried this to take for my vitamin D deficiency, and it didn't raise my serum vitamin D levels," which it was probably the quality of the supplement, not the fact that you shouldn't be taking that supplement. So. Definitely don't do what your parents did because their generation is the one who took us from a 4% chronic illness rate to a 48% chronic illness rate. And don't go on a crunchy mom blog. A lot of us are tempted to go, okay, I'm going to go talk to my naturally minded friend. Same thing's going to happen when you talk to them as if you went into a vitamin shop and ask what supplements you should take. 80 people will get on a forum and they'll they'll hammer your, you with all these comments and take this, take this, take this, take this, and you'll have no idea which ones to take. So I'm going to simplify it. I'm going to make it as simple as possible. But before I do that, before I tell you which ones to take, I want to explain the reasoning behind this and not the reasoning in that when you start taking these things, you're going to have more energy, you're going to sleep better, your body's going to heal better, you're going to work better. But the rationale is is really, really simple. I want to tell you how scientists are looking at nutrient deficiencies. So what they do to figure out what nutrients we need is looking through evolution. So Homo sapiens have been here 200,000 years. Most of our existence has been as a hunter-gatherer society. So our bodies have evolved to eat that way. So it's pretty simple. They look back and go, for example, with magnesium, they look back at hunter-gatherers and go, hunter-gatherers used to get about 600 milligrams of magnesium every day based on their diet. And then they compare it to what we're getting right now. So that's how I do it. I look back and I use the literature to find out what we're deficient in based on current numbers. And then I dig into what they're finding for the hunter-gatherer societies As far as how much they used to get so it's super simple we got to look at what our bodies have evolved to eat not what mom and dad say food is and what they trained you to do just like hopefully you're not training your kids to think that convenience eating which is mostly fast food and junk and processed food is real food that's not real food that's not food those contain very little of what you need as far as building blocks for healing so that's how I determine the list of supplements that I take every single day because I don't want to waste a ton of money. I don't want to hammer my body with a bunch of different supplements because that's a slippery slope, too. A lot of supplements out there that are available are just natural band aids, they're not helping your body heal. Your body's not deficient in it. Those supplements are just manipulating your chemistry, very similar to how a pharmaceutical drug would do, and then your body has to adapt to that manipulation of chemistry and still try and heal. So it actually handcuffs it. It might make you feel a little bit better, but it's not helping your body heal at a higher level. So I'm going to quickly run through the list of supplements that I take, and I'm going to explain why I take them, as well as post a couple different studies in the show notes. So if you want to do more research, you can do that. Every night before bed, that's when I take my supplements because one of the supplements I take is magnesium and the best time to take it is before bed. So I mentioned Hunter gatherers used to consume about 600 milligrams of magnesium. Right now, Americans are consuming half of that. So what I recommend is to take between four and 600 milligrams of magnesium before bed. It is incredible. I'll get into what specifically it does in the body, but it actually helps you sleep better. The next thing I take is vitamin D. We live up in Minnesota. We get very little sunshine, and a lot of us are lathering on sunscreen, so we're not getting vitamin D from the sun, which is how we've evolved to get it from. We've evolved to get it from mostly the sun and then also from some dietary sources as well, but right now we're not getting enough vitamin D. Most Americans are walking around deficient in vitamin D. The other thing I take is some kind of anti-inflammatory that would have been naturally derived from food. And the two that I bounce between are fish oils and turmeric. Both of those I take about 1,000 milligrams of before bed. Same thing. But you can take turmeric or fish oil at any time. The vitamin D, I take 5,000 I use. Now, this depends a lot on your serum levels, but 5,000 is a pretty safe number for pretty much everybody unless you're getting tons and tons of vitamin D. If you're outside without sunblock all the time in the summertime, you probably don't need 5,000 IUs of vitamin D, but if you are putting on sunblock, you're not getting a ton of sun exposure every day, or you're inside for our winters in Minnesota seem like they're about 11 months. So if you're inside a lot during that time and not getting that sunshine, you absolutely need to be taking a vitamin D supplement. The thing with vitamin D very, very important disclaimer is that it is a fat soluble vitamin, meaning you have to take it with a fat source you can 't take it just with water because you won 't absorb it when you're taking it with a fat. It helps it get inside the body, which is where you want it. You just you don 't just want to pee it out. Another supplement that I take is a great multivitamin supplement. And these are supplements that have trace minerals in them. These are things that are being stripped out of our soils and no longer in our food. I'll post a link in the show notes below as far as descriptions and places to look to get more information on it. But these are essential building blocks for cells as well. And as far as just quick disclaimer on all supplements, try and find ones that are uh, GMP, so good manufacturing processes, label on it try and look for things like third party tested if you can buy them from a health professional because the ones that they carry almost always are pharmaceutical grade so they're tested for potency, purity and absorbability so you know what you're getting when you're taking that supplement but the multivitamin that i take is one and it's by pure encapsulations which is a great brand that i love and then finally i take something called restore so With this neurological epidemic that's exploded since basically the mid-90s, and uh, I'll be talking about glyphosate in the near future, but it's a chemical that's in most of our food now. Even the organic stuff they're finding glyphosate in, most of us are getting it because it's a water-soluble chemical that's, I think, 400 billion tons of it is poured into the United States soil every year, and that ends up in our tributaries, it ends up in our rain, it ends up on all of our food. Anyways, what that does is it blows open that gut. So it really screws up nutrient absorption. uh, And that's only one of the horrible things that it does. But what I do before I eat something that is convenience eating or a guilty pleasure like pizzas, which, again, I think I mentioned this before, Uh, Not perfect. I don't always eat completely pure, incredible, healthy food. I know my kids are going to be eating something that has a high chance of being pre saturated in glyphosate. We do restore right beforehand. And it's a liquid that they found prevents the glyphosate from blowing open your gut lining and screwing up absorption and causing inflammation in the gut and allowing a bunch of. Toxic nasty stuff to get through. I'll post a couple of Zach Bush interviews. I'll also post a link to the restore page so you can get more information about that. But those are the supplements that I take. And again, I take them primarily because they are not in our food sources anymore. We're deficient in them. I could go into a ton more depth on all of this, but I'm going to keep it simple what I will do is give you more links in the show notes. So if you want to dig into this stuff more, please, please, please do this because this information is not unfortunately talked about a lot out there. And what is, is just a ton of noise about, Hey, take this, take this, take this, take this. But if you want to pull this off, you got to simplify it. And these supplements that I am taking, um, I, I found to do that for me. This might change down the road. If it does, I'll do an updated podcast and share with you what I'm taking and why I'm taking it. But for now, to keep it simple, get rolling with these. If you have questions, reach out to us at pathoutofpain.com. You can contact us and ask us questions, or you can contact us on our Facebook page at Habits That Heal. On the next episode, I'll share with you why tracking these new behaviors is absolutely essential to pulling this off. We'll talk then. Bye. And that concludes this episode of Habits That Heal. Now it's time to get to work because ideas without action are useless. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And while you're there, please leave a review. And to continue this conversation, follow us at pathoutofpain.com and on Facebook at Habits That Heal.